on SFM Sound Awake. Trending news right now. Joining us is our social commentator, Bongani Drama, to discuss what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. How are you today, Drama? Hey, good morrow. Happy Wellness Day, Arthur, to you and your listeners. I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. It's a bit chilly this morning, but uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Because I know that temperature yeah. changes later, so that always makes me a bit excited to get warmer. Mm. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we, we have uh, that I think, heat wave album that started off on Monday and uh, it's bringing so much hay fever and also polluted air as well as, uh, you know, some, some you know, uh, really big heat as well coming through. So we need to just be careful about that. Yeah, and I think if some parts of the Eastern Cape were raining. I would, one of our listeners said, I'm tired, it was pouring rain yesterday. Don't know what it's like <laughs> today, but anyway, that's... I that's yeah. I can imagine why, because there's a 15 million looming around. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> let's talk about that. There's 15 million that has gone into the Inokumkijima municipality in terms of creating the Lazerton sports facility there. What is going on? 15 million, and when people look at what's happened there, it doesn't look like this field costs that much. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, I mean, we all saw what happened. Now, uh, the Eastern Cape Municipality has now, as uh, a defended themselves, uh, following the debate regarding the opening of, uh, you know, the laser tennis sports facility in the Enoch, as you mentioned, Enoch and uh, Municipality. Now, the price tag, obviously, that everybody's talking about is a whopping 15 million rands, uh, which obviously had a huge backlash as uh, a picture only showed a dry bumpy field, small metal stands, soccer and rugby uprights as well. Now, Arthur, while the municipality has defended the project, Eastern Cape Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs, uh, you know, obviously known to us as a COCTA, the MEC, Oli Lettenlata, mentioned that, uh, you know, they demanded answers, stating that he understands the negativity of, uh, you know, the public comments that obviously have spewed out and has requested the leadership of the municipality to get all facts uh, about the scope of uh, work, you know, for the project as well. So there was something posted on Facebook. It was a video, I think, uh, from a community member. Yep, I saw. <laughs> and then what happened? Why did that go down? Or was that part of the shutdown also? Yeah, most, most probably. But also the, the one that I saw was obviously just uh, regarding the sports field itself, where it, it's just uh, it's just the grass, you know, it's just the grass. And I also saw the uh, right now the planning of, uh, you know, the stadium, uh, the, the digital planning of it as well to, to, with regards to uh, what, you know, the community was expecting to what uh, they got. Mm-hmm. Now, the 15 million costs, right, uh, is apparent that we're not only, you know, uh, for construction related, but also uh, including initial survey, the geotechnical and geohydrological tests, right? Mm. Construction of the rugby and soccer field, rock blasting, athletic track, changing rooms, borehole drilling, and, uh, you know, some sewer systems as well. And you just name a few. So apparently that's where the 15 million went to. However, obviously we have architects on Twitter. We've got so many other people uh, that obviously, you know, spoke out on Twitter, including Shimza and, uh, you know, uh, 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 Musi Maimani as well, who are going in and off uh, with each other as well on Twitter. This was also, well, this uh, first of all, this area, for those who don't know, it covers Queenstown, Englobo, uh, Dordrecht, Whittlesea and Indwe. But it was also mm. as a result of a merge of uh, Tsolwana and Inkwanga and Lukanji, uh, those local municipalities merging, mm. merging in 2016. Do you think then that was not a good idea that they merged? Because here we are now, this seems like a corruption case. 
This is definitely a corruption case. If you're going to be merging, because, you know, obviously uh, not uh, not necessarily inclined with regards to uh, uh, the merger that you've just spoken about, if that's what it is, then this should have been then what, you know, uh, what they were, they promised the, the community as a whole. Mm. So it, it's funny how this is just uh, blowing itself over and... Uh, it's another corruption case, and I, I suspect that these ones now, and uh, I'm saying these ones loosely because, you know, that's what it is at the moment in the country. Mm. They were probably just thinking, because the the, the other guys were looting in any case, let's just do the same thing as ourselves, and uh, we'll just keep quiet. Otherwise, we're still opening up this, uh, you know, uh, facility, and whoever says what will obviously have, uh, uh, you know, something to say afterwards. It's really just ridiculous, Asa. I mean, we saw what we saw. We see the videos, we see the pictures, mm. and they're saying that uh, the pictures that were shown on social media are, are not what it is. But, I mean, we even saw a video of that. So they must stop fooling with the people, really. And, and talking about uh, fooling with the people, another member of the people uh, was talking about that there's also a brand new school that was unveiled by the municipality, which looks much nicer than the Laserton Sports Facility we're speaking about. The question's then there about why is it only being unveiled now, the school, after having been completed nearly two years ago? Yeah, obviously, then that, that becomes, uh, you know, uh, um, the other thing that they need to shift our focus on. Right. Mm. So it's always the case. So most probably that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, okay, fine. Now that there's so much, uh, you know, public outcry regarding this 15 million rent, um, let's just uh, remember that school. Let's just quickly show them that school. You know, but so much has been said on social media, Asa. Uh, you know, I know what Gwena Muleko was saying. We're moving from 15 million spent on a hollow field to now 25 million spent on a gravel road. Eastern Cape takes cup. Uh, you know, uh, so. There's so much happening there at the Eastern Cape, and I'm really just uh, hoping that whatever is happening, they see that we are seeing it, and they understand that we know what's happening as well. And they really cannot be fooling the people at the moment. So what exactly was the back and forth between Dr. Uh, DJ uh, Shimza and uh, Musi Maimane? So obviously, uh, you know, before this, uh, there was obviously a debate regarding, uh, you know, how DJ Shimza is getting, uh, you know, some money from, uh, from, you know, the government, from the ANC itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously what had happened was then, uh, um, this is Shimza now who went on to, I think uh, it was uh, one of EFS members, uh, you know, the top, uh, I think, uh, Shmambu, went went to his tweet and just under the tweet says, literally was just, you know, blasting words like, Awa, like what's going on? When Musi was just like, not even Shimza uh, is able to also, you know, sustain this one. And Shimza went on to say, no, but, you know, my my friends, who are obviously construction workers, were talking about how, uh, you know, this is not so possible, and, 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 and. And, mm. and now Musi Maimani went on to speak about how he, um, you know, uh, did construction before, and obviously Shimza was just like, but, you know, what are you talking about? I'm not even there. Are you now a construction worker? So it was really just a back and forth Regarding that, and Mercy wrapped it up with saying, um, you know, here's an event uh, that happened at your uh, restaurant, you know, uh, was it, you know, most probably also it was tended uh, by the government as well. So it's just, uh, it's just a lot that is happening. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, do we separate the arts and the artists from any political events? Because we know they need events, so, you know, they need the gigs to make money. And where are they going to get them if uh, government is removed completely? W- what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, completely. You know, Asa, I think I I love Bonang Matiba for a reason. She mm-hmm. keeps quiet. She keeps quiet and minds her own business. And I think a lot of, of, of our public figures can take a thing of fire from her. 
that you don't necessarily have to put everything on blast. And that's the reason why so many things go out. And I'm not saying that people should be secretive, especially when it comes to government money, right? But now don't go on and sort of talk on, on a matter of privilege. Number one, we're still dealing with so much as a country, as a black majority, yeah. that, uh, you know, we see it going on on social media, right? Where if you see another black person that is so successful, you, you're trying to find files of, you know, how they got there and how you can try and manipulate them to go back to where they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, people like DJ Shimza should try and, and not, you know, be too over-exilious about, uh, you know, the money that they're getting from the government. You know, we get the money, do what the money needs to be done, and then keep quiet. That's all to it. Okay. Uh, Facebook, hashtag Facebook whistleblower. Let's talk that. First of all, did you die yesterday? <laughs> and everything <Whoa>. went down. <laughs> Whoa, can I just tell you, I was speaking to I mean, the day before. I, Sorry, it wasn't yesterday. The, hey. Yes. Yeah. It was the day before, Asa. And let me, let me just tell you that, uh, you know, I was just asking around as to from, from people that uh, who were you sending that WhatsApp text to when it, uh, you know, obviously when it was cut off. And someone said that they were actually sending a WhatsApp text to their boss to resign. And to an hour later, they checked their phone uh, to only find out that, you know, the WhatsApp text didn't go through and they did the message, right? So now, obviously, on Monday after 5 p.m., Asa, we saw that happening, the outage that happened. Obviously, uh, now Mark Zuckerberg apparently lost about uh, $7 billion. Mm. However, with that, a, a, a Facebook former employee, who has obviously been named as the whistleblower, uh, spoke out about how no one external knows what is really happening uh, you know, at its uh, Facebook you know, uh, facilities, including the fact that the multi-billion social site pretends not to see when users are being malicious number one, and that the company knows that it is harming especially young girls' public as well. I don't know if you've noticed this, Asa. Mm. You could be speaking to your producer right now, Kans, regarding uh, you know something. And all of a sudden, after that, an hour or two later, or when you're sitting at home, you then see this thing that you're talking about on Facebook, on your Facebook timeline. And you think, hmm, how did that happen? Mm. You know, you could be talking about a brand new car that you want to buy an Audi or whatever the case may be. And later on, you start seeing trends of the car happening on social media. So she's talking about those things and talking about so much about how young girls, you know, on social media uh, with regards to uh, weight loss and weight gain, how only, uh, you know, the, the healthy uh, type of uh, bodies are only, you know, spoken about on social media. Now, uh, Francis, you know, Abhaugen uh, obviously is a Facebook's former product manager, went public with an appearance on a show uh, called 60 Minutes. Um, now, she obviously testified in front of the U.S. Senate subcommittee yesterday, Asa, mm. uh, also suggesting that the decision for Facebook to dissolve its civic integrity team division, uh, you know, she worked for, helped organize uh, the, uh, you know, the Jan six, uh, you know, Capitol Hill riot as well. So she's just blowing out on what really is happening on, uh, you know, social media, on, on Facebook, I beg your pardon. And this is someone that has worked for Google, that has worked for other companies yes. as well. So and that was going I to wonder- be my next question. I mean, I, mm. first of all, it's very serious that she would testify in Capitol Hill, uh, this Facebook mm. whistleblower, Frances Hogan. But she's not just an ex-employee of uh, Facebook. She has worked, yeah. as you say, for Google. She's worked for, is it uh, Pinterest, the other one? Yeah. So, so she's yeah. been in the space. So that it, we can't really see this as her having a grievance against Facebook and targeting them specifically. 
Mm. And and this could, I wonder if she'll also, you know, be hired by anyone else after this. Obviously, you know how it happens. If you are going to be a whistleblower, uh, then, you know, mm. obviously your, your life is in shambles. Who's going to be hiring you? But I, I, I suspect that, obviously, with regards to uh, what, what's happening on Facebook, and, uh, I mean, someone spoke spoke much about, uh, uh, you know, uh, if, if the food industry, we're seeing that the food industry is getting everyone fatter, the government goes in and they try and sort of see what's happening. And uh, if Facebook, is trying to be like this and be malicious because what she also said was the fact that Facebook knows of the fact that you know some of their users become malicious and uh, what they do is that they hide the they work hours. So every day there's hours spent on looking at the users that are, are not doing the right things and they try and hide all of that from the public. But obviously the government is still saying that they want to be in it, they want to see what's happening. But Mark Zuckerberg is still saying no, he doesn't want that because he knows that he will be obviously losing a, a few billions there and here. And now the other thing also mm. obviously becoming, it does seem like social media rules the world because a lot of things really, and a lot of people were in shambles on the day. And I mean, there's business. I mean, you also do your business. Your your work is around social media. I think mm-hmm. for most of us, I mean, as much as we are here on radio, we also need to be on social media for mm-hmm. work purposes. But then obviously we know I, I cut myself off. It's, the moment I leave here, half past five, I'm not online. But, <laughs> but it, it's it's needed for work as well. Mm, mm, completely. And a lot of obviously businesses and local small businesses have apparently lost so much, uh, you know, because they needed to communicate with their consumers. So it really did become a, such a, a huge blow. And, and Mark obviously went on to his Facebook uh, timeline uh, to, to just apologize about what, what had happened as well. And the whistleblower herself, she did mention that she, she wonders whether, you know, this, uh, this outage was with regards to, was it a deliberate thing or was it really indeed something that really, you know, was serious because I mean this is not the first time it happens it has happened before as well and it does seem that it becomes a trend now that it's going to be happening again and again and Facebook has blamed the outage on configuration changes Mm. and things about Mm. routers that they know we're not going to even know how that works completely I don't even know if Zalma our technical producer knows what they mean when they say configuration (laughs) changes and router (laughs) stuff I mean who's going to know they must break it down for us Mm, completely. So what 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 happens is that uh, Facebook obviously because is is on is online. It's a site, right? It's like when you put in when you go into Google and you search anything. There's obviously an IP address uh, that will be uh, you know whatever that you type in is converted into an IP IP address. So when you log into Facebook, it also has an IP address that is coded um, in as well. So apparently what had happened was then every, when everyone was trying to log in, that IP address was not reading so much. So obviously then that means that it speaks to their domain as well wherever uh, that is in the world. And that then had a problem. So they had to reconfigure that as on their side. Okay, so she's saying, Frances Hogan, uh, the whistleblower, that Congress needs to take action. What do you think then uh, is the power on the user side of things? If if Congress doesn't step up and do, because U.S. lawmakers has for years uh, been threatening to regulate Facebook, but nothing has happened. Mm. What Mm. power do we have as users? I mean, we don't have so much. Like she mentioned that no one external knows what happens in there. And I think she obviously wants what, you know, the, you know what the Senate, that side, wanted in any case. Mm. Uh, you know, um, they wanted to obviously make sure that... Well, probably our privacy settings... Uh, so I, I really just uh, out of control at the moment. They're so, also, they're very complex. They're difficult for me to understand. There's a lot going on there. There's, there's so much happening. And, and, and I mean, as I said, uh, you know, uh, prior to this, uh, the fact that obviously Mark doesn't want then, you know, the 
you know, the U.S. government to be a part of this, by all means, because he knows what's going to be happening. There's going to be so many rules. There's going to be so many things happening. And, I mean, if, if then that's the case, let's look at it, because my thing is we might want it to be regulated. And the next thing, if it does get regulated, and then there's certain products that we're not getting from Facebook, and then we, again, the public starts complaining as well. Perhaps what they need to do is to give us a list of what you know, they're going to be doing and how they're going to be regulating Facebook. Mm. So we're at least in the know of that. And can we agree or not agree to some terms as well? Maybe we need to call that international conglomerate of uh, investigative journalists, those ones that mm. leaked the Pandora Papers. To do yes. another Pandora paper on this, eh? <laughs> I think we, we might need them. I think, yeah, I think so too. Because, I mean, so many people are so worried, Asa, when this outage happened with regards to is our information going to be leaked? What's mm. happening? What's going to be happening, Asa? Because remember that Facebook and WhatsApp are now connected, right? There's, there's some people that are able to, if you text me on WhatsApp right now, they're able to search you on Facebook immediately. They're able to see what you've been doing on Facebook immediately without even trying hard. Okay, so what what about unbundling then? Should we unbundle and and separate Facebook from WhatsApp to Instagram and sell them separately? I think so. I Mm. really, really, really do think so. But obviously Mark was really trying to have one package, right? Uh, when I, I just suspect that when he bought the others that he was just trying to have it, uh, you know, have it in, in one space. But... This is a topic for another day, Asa. It really Mm. is, for me, social media is going to be such a, yeah, a death for so many. It's going to be, it's going to, yeah, be such a loss for so many things in the near future. And I can see it happening. It will be happening. And it's just sad. Yeah. If you've just joined us here on SAFM Sound Awake, we're talking to Bongani Drama, social commentator, looking at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Our time is 14 minutes past four. Let's talk Natalian uh, Julie's now, uh, the key witness in this uh, case of uh, this murder trial, uh, who did not arrive at court. What happened? Sure. Yeah, so, you know, this, this is um, quite a sad story. And every time I bump into it, I just... Uh, I feel really sad, you know, and uh, I'm just not sure how to to feel so much about it. Obviously, now, 16-year-old boy uh, with Down syndrome, you know, from Eldorado Park, fatally killed uh, by allegedly SAPS officer, uh, surgeon Simon, you know, uh, Scorpion, mm-hmm. and the constable, Kaylin Whiteboy, as well. And I, I'm sort of, you know, it's, it's like this. The the Rosemary Jovo story in South Africa. I just wish that people could say, "You did this. We saw it. Go in." Yeah. And they must just stop with having them come in because you know we we never know what happens while they are not while the trial is not happening. We don't know what they're doing in their homes. We don't know who they're communicating with to make sure that there are things happen positively, not so much of them going into prison. Because, uh, you know, they, it happened. What happened, happened. Now, both policemen have pleaded not guilty, Asa, uh, mm. with, with the leading state witness, Azor Tahira uh, Kaldin, you know, obviously uh, facing a warrant of arrest for not adhering in court on Monday and Tuesday, Azor. Now, with the court receiving no explanation as to why, obviously, he was absent. So that's what's happening at the moment. And, and I'm hoping that they take this with a pinch of salt with regards to what really had happened. I mean, they must take this one serious. They mm. killed a young boy, and the, uh, what the story is, is that obviously uh, they, were, they were just on a, on, on a shooting trial. They were just, uh, you know, shooting bullets. You know, they were following a crowd of boys, shooting around, and it happened that they, they killed Nathaniel in this one as well. So this one of arrest is really is supposed to be happening, and I'm hoping that we'll see how uh, it unfolds as well. 
I hope this does not uh, speak the fact that Tahira Kaldin, this key state witness, didn't show up and didn't even give any explanation, doesn't link to some to- some su- sort of uh, prejudice against mental health because we have that mm. issue as well, and that could be another sub topic that comes mm. up from here. Here's a boy, as we say, he had Down syndrome. Obviously, his reaction time is not the same as those of other boys. So when he heard the shooting, probably couldn't respond quickly enough. But mm. her not showing up, I mean, I feel like if she showed up, it would have been taken or, or been seen as taking a stance that we need to take mental health issues seriously. We need mm. to also just sensitize community members around those kids who are struggling mm. with, with these issues. It shouldn't just be on the part of the parent to look after this kid. Mm, completely that's quite true that's so true because we all i mean we know our in our communities that uh, you know every uh, child that you bump into you know, remains your own you try and help them out in whatever case if it's raining you tell them hey go home run right now you know if they're doing something wrong you sort of warn them as well mm. and it could be anything else as a as well for for you know for him not to, to obviously appear uh they could, could could do with with being told not to you know, could be told that we're gonna, you're gonna be killed if you do. It could be so many other things that spew out, and uh, it's, 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 it makes me so sad to to, to speak about yeah. it and to, to really think about it because you know a young boy passed away from this, and it seems that uh, the constable and the sergeant are not really caring so much. I mean, obviously they're trying to see themselves by pleading not guilty. They were having so much fun with regards to shooting out in the air and ended up killing somebody. And they must uh, be accountable for it. Absolutely, they need to be accountable. And it just, it's for me appalling that one of their colleagues would exactly say what you're saying, that they were happy. They were mm. telling the court that uh, I saw them being happy. You know, they were talking yeah. about getting lunch and what are we doing? What are we eating for lunch after this? I mean, come on, guys, really. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Whereas the family is still in mourning and they're still having a good time. You know, I, I saw that as well. And it's seemingly for me, it's just that they know where the, 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 you know, the ending of this whole movie will be for them. That, you know, someone has got their back out there and they're going to be fine. Whatever happens to them, they're still going to be fine, seemingly. But I'm hoping that whoever the judge is out there, they'll make sure that, uh, you know, obviously uh, those type of things don't happen. Uh, you know, those type of malicious things don't happen. And these two, you know, SAPS members also uh, get to obviously be able to, you know, uh, go in and really serve what they need to be serving. Yes. Uh, let's talk hashtag Dave Chappelle. Uh, we need to change it up and, and talk comedy a bit, I guess. That story is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about yeah. this 48-year-old uh, comedian or, or comedy legend, really. He's a legend, isn't he? He's quite a legend, Asa. He's a legend. He's, you know, he's just amazing. And over the years, having to having looked at him and, 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 and really just, uh, you know, yesterday, Asa, when I, when I was obviously doing my research and looking at him and thinking, hmm, he comes such a long way and he mm. looks like he's got so many... So many things going on in his life and so many things that have went on. Remember, comedians are quite honest people, right? But they yeah. obviously change it into comedy. Now, the trending American comedian has released a teaser uh, featuring Morgan Freeman. It's a funny teaser uh, narrating the end of uh, Chappelle's, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously five-year Netflix that they part in run as of the show. Now, in the teaser, the actor and comedian both promote Chappelle's last special for Netflix, 
released yesterday titled Closer. Mm. The special is the sixth in the series since the beginning of its contract with Netflix in 2016. And right now, initial social media reaction, as I was fantastic, mm. uh, was also quite positive when, when one uh, tweet mentioned, when you get Morgan Freeman to narrate your trailer, you are a oh, legend. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, uh, at Farron Balance said at 6.30 a.m., I am watching at Dave Chappelle Closer. I am already crying. So quite positiveness coming out of this. Now, on this special, he touches on racism, touches on identity, on sexuality, and more. Directed by Emmy winner Stan Lathan, and Chappelle mentioned that the special will be the last one for a while with his contract with Netflix coming uh, you know, to a close end as well. So we can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch it yeah. myself as well. It's going to be quite an amazing one. Having the voice of God there, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> hey? Yeah. As you said, it doesn't get higher than that in terms of your achievements. But, no, but it's, it's the last for Netflix, right? It's not like he's taking a seat as a comedian. Mm, no, definitely not. It's just okay. the last one for Netflix. Because like I said, you know, as a comedian, go through a lot. They go yeah. through, because they question a lot and they try to figure out a lot. And maybe he just wants, you know, because this contract is ending, he probably wants to take a, a, a break as well. Because you must also remember that there's that uh, debacle with regards to what he spoke about with regards to transgender people as well. And... Um, you know, the SNL show as well. So there's still that, but he's still just uh, brushing that away as well, not trying to, uh, you know, dull in it so much. All right. I mean, you talked about being vaccinated. I think that will be important coming from him if we're trying to get people to vaccinate. He mm. is a powerhouse and a, a voice that will be heard by many. But then mm. also, I mean, he, there were controversial statements to, to be expected from him. As you said, he did touch on members of the LGBTQI uh, community. He spoke about uh, an incident where he had a, a shuffle with a, a lesbian woman. Um, and mm. then he also spoke about the hashtag Me Too movement, sort of, uh, saying that some of the, the women that came forward in Hollywood, uh, they didn't handle that so well. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, I, as I always say that, guys, let's not forget that in as much as, you know, these people are also human, they're comedians. Uh, they're trying to just make us laugh, you know, and uh, it's nothing too serious, really, you know, and that is why Dave Azo himself has uh, spoken about it and has laughed right after mm. he's done with it sort of to try and, and just show people to have a little bit of sense of humor, especially during this pandemic. Yeah, it might be touching. Yeah, it might be a bit, uh, you know, degorative or whatever the case may be. However, he's just trying to make everybody laugh. We know him as a comedian. It's like Skumba Shope uh, talking about, uh, you know, bodies and people are just saying about your body shaming. But he's a comedian at the end of the evening. You know, he's going to make us laugh. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. Um, also, just talking that uh, with COVID, he says he didn't get sick at all and he's calling himself the Magic jo- Johnson of the coronavirus. What do you make of that comment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was quite funny. And, and, and I mean, uh, you know, he was obviously trying to, uh, you know, have a, a beautiful uh, a sense of humor with regard to that as well. So uh, I really can't wait to, to watch it as well. I mean, uh, having had seen this teaser, uh, it, we can only say that it is going to be an amazing special. Yes, I look forward to it as well. So we leave it on that note. And uh, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Rest of the day is work and more work, Asa. Um, the day has started off. I'm not going to be even having a nap uh, any time soon. So I'm praying for lots and lots of strength. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Hashtag Sabenza. <laughs> Thanks so, <laughs> Thank much. You so much. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you so much. Wangani uh, right. Drama, social commentator, joining us here on Trending News here on SFM Sound Awake. Here is uh, Roots 2000.
with Noma Sundu before we get into our wellness corner.